Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Yes, there we go. The Shelter Footy Cast live from Backjat Studios. That's the Southern River Band, the local lads out of Thornley. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings with you on this Thursday morning previewing round 18. G'day, Skate. How are you? Hello, Scoey. Uh, feeling pretty good with life at the moment. Just uh, Why is that? Well, the good guys, sometimes oh, you know, no. the, the good guys finish last. Sometimes they win. Uh, we saw it with Matt Ebden at Wimbledon. Uh, we saw it even with uh, Nick Kyrgios finishing last of two. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's a, he's a good guy. <laughs> no, nah, he's a good guy. Um, but no, last night, state of origin. And look, if you're a neutral, which you are. Yeah, I'm a neutral, yeah. You've got to hope that Queensland knocks over the Blues. <laughs> Why? Because Why? Victorians and New South Wales would always hate each other. So, yes, sorry true. for the underdogs. Mate, Queensland, you go up, go up there shortly, you will realise that they're laid back, very easygoing people who have a, their passion, on a serious note, their passion for, for State of Origin is above and beyond anything I've ever seen. Did you watch it? Did you? I watched, I watched the last 15 minutes. This, is, this sounds really what? weird. You didn't watch the game? I was, I was, not that I was nervous. I just I thought, oh, we're going to get beaten here. I, don't, I hate to see it. I'm not a good lo- loser, <laughs> as you've seen. <laughs> so I watched the last 10 minutes. We're up 16-12, and I'm sitting there, and then with about four minutes to go, Ben Hunt yes. uh, intercepts and starts... Heading towards a trial, and I've jumped out of my chair, my daughters and my wife, and I've actually yelled at the screen, "Go!" <laughs> and I said that three times, and they actually got upset with me. And I said, "I didn't swear. I just barracked for five seconds for Hunt to score the try." Wow. Uh, anyway, so I saw Dan Conster on Twitter said he'd hate to be a packet of Jats crackers right now in Reading's household. Oh, smash them all, dude. seriously. That's a good result for mankind. Very good. Well done. I saw some reactions from Andrew Johns. He was not happy. He's <laughs> saltiness to the saltiness to the maximum. I have to cop this bullshit for the next twelve months on live TV. <laughs> it's he, brilliant. He Unless there's some theatre there, yes. it didn't look like it. He, if he was playing that role deliberately, nah. he's, he's a genius. He looked like he was at a funeral. He is flat as. Um, you know where to find us on socials now. Hopefully, Shelter Footycast on Instagram. You can send us an email: footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. That's for all your regional footy stories. Anything you see out and about we might get you a slab of shelters out to you you can watch us on youtube if you are listening to this podcast or if you're listening to the podcast uh, if you're watching the youtube show you can listen to us on the podcast 
This is all brought to you by Shelter. The boys down in Bustleton doing great, great stuff. Most of the Backchat crew, so we're here in Backchat Studios, been down in Bustleton the last week. We, graphic designer was down there. We had Dan Const down there. I, I miss the invite. Did you get an invite down there? Well, clearly we just keep chugging along, just doing the hard yards. That's yes. okay. We let the, the the guys have a, a breather because we've got a huge last what seven or eight weeks of the season to go. Yes, that's right. Um, the uh, the belters with shelter. I might get Charlie to just have a little look at that from the uh, preview, uh, the review uh, last week, and chuck some of that. But that's coming up down at uh, shelter. You might want to just get your tickets to that, I reckon, because it's going to be a big day down at Shelter Brewery. Um, let's get uh, – oh, you've got it for me. That was very good, Charlie. Well done. Thursday, the 21st of July. So Next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. So if you haven't got your tickets to that, Mark Reddings will be running a karaoke upstairs. Is that, is that what was happening or not? We're not doing that. You're not – or you, or you are. <laughs> I do have some radio commitments uh, in between <laughs> all that. But, I, you know, I, I, put it this way. When I get down there, I will definitely – Jump on board and, and carry on like a It'll goose. be sing-alongs, it'll be karaoke, it'll be, it'll be uh, silent disco, you got beers, you got food, it'll be a great day down there. Get down there Thursday the 21st of July, 6pm till 10pm. It'll be an absolute belter at Shelter. Absolutely. Uh, just $65 a ticket uh, and well worth it. Cabinfeverfest.com.au for tickets. So get along, support uh, local community. Yes. And a great, a great bunch of lads who... And, and girls who put on a fantastic show. Yep, very good. Now, let's get into it. Uh, the big moments of the round here in uh, round 18 coming up. David Noble falls on his sword. He's sacked from North Melbourne. Yeah, no surprise, is it? And look, isn't it funny? It's like a the, the pile-on begins six or seven weeks ago when it's only a matter of time before he gets sacked. Yeah. When he gets sacked, the sympathy levels from everyone goes through the roof. Correct. It's really... Uh, and, and to be honest with you, look, the, the five from 38 matches, five wins from 38 matches is horrible reading. Yep. This bloke has had, what, less than 18 months or thereabouts to, to get his team, his club up and running. So did he get enough time? Did he get the support he required? And did the people who appointed him, because this is always the case, the people who appointed him uh, move on. They find someone else. Yeah, so I spoke about this last night on, on Fox Footy. One, one man has not made, uh, the, wouldn't improve or wouldn't bring down the club. It's more than one man, right? And questions are going to be asked what's going on at North Melbourne. Like, so they had Reece Shaw. That didn't work, did it? No. But he didn't appoint himself. Like he was appointed by someone. David Noble has not worked. It hasn't worked. And, and uh, uh, Sonia Hood uh, spoke about that. She said those words. Has not worked. Uh, it, can you blame David Noble or is it the football club? Like it's got to be, it's got to be more than, on, than David Noble. It's, Removing him is not going to improve. Yeah, but it's the easy answer, as you know. It yeah, is correct. the easiest answer. To, I mean, you're not going to clean out the whole list. You're not going to clean out the whole administration. You are going to find an easier solution by giving David Noble a release from his duties and going on the hunt for somebody else. And go back in, in place, what they've had. Reshaw, I think he was an assist, assistant coach turned caretaker coach from memory and had some results, got the job. And as he said, their next coach, just looking ahead, I don't think they will can afford to, to go with an untried. I think they will try for an experienced coach, just given what has happened the previous two times. Uh, is it correct to say that David Noble hadn't coached a, club, a, a football, his own team before he came into North Melbourne? To my knowledge. Of but, course, he was up at Brisbane. Been in football for a long and time. Yeah, absolutely. Generally. Well, why, why well, would you get someone in that hasn't coached well, a side into well, a team like North Melbourne? Well, let me throw you this. I mean, Chris Fagan, slightly similar background, administration. But a different list. 
Yeah, I tried a different list, yeah. Um, like to, to th- I think you're exactly right. They've got to get someone with experience to take over. Because it's a complete shambles. Yeah. Complete shambles. And yeah. But but on David Noble, the sympathy does come because I don't think it's his fault. Like, well, I mean... There was talk about his, uh, his temper and his behaviour at times. And he apologised after that big loss to... Geelong or Melbourne, I think it was, and he was, he was very remorseful that he might have upset a few, uh, you know, few players along the way. The other one that was really curious was losing a couple of key recruiters during the course of the year. That's right. Now, whether that's directly related to the coach or whether there were Rumblings. other other aspects of the club that were not going well. Look, they're out of debt. They had an eight million dollar debt that's been wiped out. So financially, they're not as not in a parlous position. Yes, but in a relevance position. They don't have much in the competition at the moment. In fact, they've got none. No. So that's that's sad. And look, there's a lot of look, North Melbourne. As, as a young West Aussie, you'd watch the, the winners and you'd see the Cracker Brothers. You'd see Ross Glendening. Yep. Uh, you'd see some great players move it into the nineties then yeah. as well. You know, Archer, Carey, yeah, Simpson. Of oh yeah, it's a famous club, and and they instigated Friday Night Footy. They were the, the pioneers of Friday Night Footy. So, look, the, the broadcasting deal means they will be safe long term. As well, when they say they. 18 clubs in there. So yes. the push will be for them to either go to Tasmania. There will be all sorts of uh, suggestions made. But, um, yeah, if you're a North Melbourne supporter, you know, you'd be feeling a bit uncertain about your future. Patch Adams <laughs> steps into the unen- unenviable position of coaching. He's 34. Yeah, I, I played against him. Yeah, mm. Bo Waters um, ran through him one day on the field. the biggest hit I've ever seen. And he ended his career through concussion. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully he's going well and he can turn him around, but I don't think he will, and I don't think that's the pressure that's on him. He doesn't have to turn him around in well, he's not six weeks. Job, is he? No. Well, well, who knows? Um, reports on a potential move for Buddy Franklin to a West Australian team, perhaps. I don't know. Apparently he's not happy with the deal that Sydney put on the table. He wants eight hundred thousand. They want to give him five hundred thousand, and they're all numbers that are made up. Let's be honest. Like, you don't actually know, but let's just say that he wants more than Sydney wants to pay him. Well, what should happen here? Is, is, he, is he worth a lot of... You know, he's 35 years old. He's well, put this way, I'm not sure the Budsters actually had to go through many contract negotiations in the past decade because <laughs> he's had a pretty long-term deal. So him and his manager mightn't quite understand how, how things roll at the moment. Uh, look, I would suggest that there's some posturing here and a, the, the low-ball offer is what has been thrown out there. I, I would think that if Buddy doesn't play on with Sydney next year, he retires. Yes. I can't see him going to another club for, what, one year? I just don't feel that's... I mean, as as much as Buddy's been good for Sydney, I think City, Sydney's also been really good to Buddy with that deal that he had. Now, I'm not sure the numbers like you, but uh, it would surprise me if he if they don't find some common ground uh, after what's been a really look no premierships, but a very successful partnership. People think it's romantic to get Buddy to Western Australia, back to Western Australia. Look, he's lived in Melbourne for most of his life. He's now moved to Sydney. He won't. Oh, I don't Wait, think. Can you imagine Jacinta uh, rocking up and going, "Okay, I'm off to Perth." I mean, seriously, we love this city. Yeah, but I, you know, can I see her wandering through Karen Up Shopping Centre just uh, just looking for some? De- Maybe it's actually world class Karen Up. I but know, actually, my wife works there, so I should give it a pump up. <laughs> but I, I, in 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 lifestyle, one thing, but actually getting him to Fremantle. Fremantle aren't going to go and get Buddy. Just so you know, Fremantle will not be getting Lance Franklin. And if they do, they've just thrown the last six years of list building down the toilet. And what would West Coast, who are getting, well, who are saying goodbye to a 34 year old, 35 year old, get another 35 year old? He's not coming to Western Australia. No, the garbage that gets rolled out sometimes. That, that, if you, okay, where do you think he'll end up next year? Sydney. Or, or bust. That's, that's oh, he won't be bust. If Sydney bust, won't sign him, he'll, he'll retire. That's what I'm saying. No, nah, no, nah, he'll go somewhere. You think he'll go somewhere else? Oh, he's just he's playing too good a footy. He's, he's, his footy's been very good. 
Very good. Yeah, no, you stay at Sydney. And look, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could I think you'll stay at Sydney. But if they can't get it done, the Giants. I th- yeah, maybe. Yeah, mm. maybe. Oh, there you go. Mark Rennings heard it here first. Uh, West Coast and Frio preview. Um, just watch that microphone of yours, Scott. Just dropping down a little bit. You might have to give it a little bit of a little bit bit of a tweak. A little bit of tweak. Bit, need a bit of stiffening up. Yeah, there I'm you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fremantle v Sydney. Let's get into the West Australian side of things. Let's hope they don't uh, add a. Um, if you tighten that up there, Scott, you just give it a, give it a little tight. There you, you know, go. You know what? Yeah, These hands have, haven't done a lot of manual labour over the years, so we'll just see if that works. Uh, Charlie's. She's got to realise who he's working with here. Char- Charlie, the young man, didn't tighten it up properly. Fremantle v Sydney at Optus Stadium. Home game for Fremantle. I know you don't love Sydney um, skate. No, no. But I think all. this is a danger game I'll for agree. Fremantle. Yeah, they're just a team that can, can bob up. We saw, I think it was a game last year, yep. from memory. But, uh, night game, I think it's last year. They all, all mould into each other. Uh, really tight game of footy. And I think Fremantle had to grind that out. I, I suspect they'll have to do it again. It's a it's a top eight clash. So Freo are sitting inside the top four. Sydney are, you know, down the bottom of the eight. But they need to win to continue their drive towards, a, you know, a good finals finishing position. Uh, I, I sort of, my head goes to how does Sydney beat Fremantle. And I think Fremantle have demonstrated that they hold up against the best, best sides. Like, that's unquestionable at this stage of the season. But how you beat Fremantle is fast ball movement. That they are susceptible, as every team in the AFL is, is if you can move the ball quickly and efficiently and not be, you know, not succumb to their pressure, it, it leaves a defense vulnerable. What Fremantle does well is set up really well, really organized behind the footy. If you move it slowly at any point, it gives the Fremantle defenders and then the midfielders in front of them, and then their forward line gets to put pressure on the opposition. If you move it quickly, None of those things can happen. And I think Sydney is is actually built to do that. That's why I think it's a danger game. I think Sydney is the sort of side that can get those quick handballs going out of the back line. We've seen it for a fairly long time from Sydney. That's how they play when they do play well. You know, they, they get Lloyd and, and these and, and the lizard flying out of the back line and then kicking into Papley and Franklin's flying and there's all this space. That's how they beat them. Whether or not they can do it, that's another question. But I think that's how they get it done. So who's the lizard? The lizard, uh, uh, Blakely. Okay, fair yes. enough. No, we'll you don't know who the lizard is. Well, sorry, but if, if someone's watching or listening to this and you say the lizard... I just forgot his first name. It's Blakely. Oh, oh, yeah. What's his first name? Uh, it's not Connor. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> Blakey. Blakey. Blakey, not Blakely. Blakey. 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 Yeah, the son of John. Charlie. Uh, the son of John. Yeah, son of John <laughs> is the lizard. Okay, <laughs> That's the who lizard. the lizard is. And now, just in brief, we yes. spoke to, on radio last night to Dane Rampey and essentially to back up what you said... Dame said, I said, what, what makes Frio so good? He said, team defence. Yep. Full stop. Uh, and that's not full stop, but team defence is there one would. And so you, you've summed it up in that sense. I didn't actually listen to that interview, so I've done well to mm. mimic what the Sydney side is saying. Team defence, and when you hear that, as, as someone who's listening, um, is the ability for the team to switch on when the opposition has the footy, right? And the good team defences are quicker than the poor de- team defences to set up. But it also means if you can move the ball quickly, team defence becomes a bit irrelevant because they don't have time and it's a scrambled game. And, you know, that's why R- Richmond's been out of pool sides apart because it's just so difficult to defend against them. Yep. Um, that's what Sydney need to do. Whether or not they can do it, who knows? Alex Pierce should play again this week. No, I, I'm, okay. I'm having a bit of a question I, mark over that. I, they trained last night, by yes. the way, and, and Alex Pierce walked laps. So I'm not playing. No, absolutely. I'll step on there and say, no, I don't think he will play the calf. He's got a history of, of being a, a bit suspect. So I, even though he's a, the matchup for Buddy, ideally, 
What about Blake Akers and Heath Chapman? They did uh, a lot more than obviously Alex, and, and they're they're right to go. I'm okay. told. Well, they both. Well, Blake Akers comes back in no no question. Yeah, but the question also has to be asked. They've beaten Port Adelaide here. They went over and beat St Kilda by forty one. Uh, Justin Longmuir in the press conference last night suggested you know he hates the thought of not staying loyal to those that do the job. So I think I think you're right. right. I think. Blake Akers have been their top, ha- top three no, no, best and fairest. He, he comes in. Blake Akers comes in. Maybe not Heath Chapman, but I think he's th- been out for too long. Yes, he, I think he needs to go through the waffle. Well, he has gone through the waffle. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Another game or two. Yes. Well, yeah, but to, to, to essentially, I think you're right. Blake Akers comes back in, but I think Justin Lomuir needed to, and he did say, "Look, at least show the the group that's there. Look, I, I do value you. You've been terrific over the last couple of weeks." And Akers, I think anyone in the squad would realise that he deserves a spot back. That's important in the list as well. Um, when you know that if you play well, you keep your spot. True. Um, as a, as a as a player. If you play well and constantly getting dropped, it, it, it starts sort of filtering throughout the group. Like oh. Bailey Banfield's about to be... Uh... Yeah, well, correct. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it is important for the coaches to show faith in people, and so it's good to hear that JL's like that. Who wins? Uh, and by the way, uh, Laddams, Peter Laddams, former Port Plate, broke his thumb. Yep, out. So he's gone. Good thing is that uh, Tom Hickey, from uh, a Sydney perspective, likely to come back in after illness. Yes. Oh, look, I had off the stadium, free match. But I'm with you. I, I think this is one of those home matches. Yep. A bit like the Port Adelaide game where you go, just uh, don't rock up to this game thinking about uh, the what's going to happen afterwards and, and the, just have to get this done. Oh, this is a big game. Yeah, big it's game. T- it'll be a tough one. I'm, I'm picking Fremantle as well, but uh, be clo- it'll be a close one if Sydney rocks up. All right, what about the West Coast, ga- West Coast game? They play the Hawthorne Hawks Sunday 11.10am, nice and early one over here in the West at the MCG. Can West Coast capture their second quarter against Carlton here at Optus Stadium against Hawthorne at the MCG? Because the, the game that West Coast played in the second and third quarter against Carlton would stand up against most sides in the competition. Their first and fourth quarter would not. No, they were terrible. Let's be honest. I think it's nineteen nineteen since the team has been held scoreless in the fir- in the yep. first and last quarters. That's VFL AFL. Uh, look, really sad news. Uh, Willie Rioli, Rioli Senior yep. passing away uh, twenty four hours ago. So Willie Rioli Junior is uh, on indefinite leave, heading up to the Northern Territory to spend time with his family, as he should do. Yep. Uh, but he'll miss the match. Nick Nat's a bit sore, we believe, after after last week. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those seasons, isn't it, for, for the Eagles? And, and you know, the, the Rioli situation is another level. And it's just, you know, that, that puts footy in, into perspective. But that, they're just, nothing's really going right for them continually. They've either got the she, yo. It is, the, the injuries keep coming, the setbacks... So I think Hawthorne probably get them here. I um, I think West Coast pressure is what's actually seen the uptick in in performance. So they have been a much better side post the buy, and, and we know that. And sort of been asking what's the reason. I sort of had a really good look at them on the weekend. Sat sort of ground level when they were playing well. Their pressure and their their pressure on the ball carrier, their pressure on the midfield, it allows their defence to set up like like I'm talking about with Fremantle. It's no different to any other side in the competition. If you can put pressure on on the opposition and they move the ball slowly, it's easier to defend. But is that a mindset or a physical? It's a mo- it's it's a it's a both. It's a you know you don't you don't um go into the game going oh, we're not going to put pressure on the opposition. Right, so that's is it. Really, is it seeing one of your teammates do it early? That yeah, it's sort of that. It's, it grows on on. Yeah, that's where the, the mindset comes in. Is you know, 
it sort of it builds and builds and like he does it, he does it, he does it. Because, you know, you'd, you'd think, well, why don't you just put pressure on every week? Mm. Right? Why don't you just do that? But but every every team doesn't, right? That's why there's good teams and bad teams. And, in, and inconsistent performances. Yeah, correct. And so it's it's mindset, but it's physical, it's effort, it's the ability for the midfield to keep going and going and going. You know, uh, it, it comes down to if the Ruckman gets on top and you don't have to put pressure on the whole game. Like if you actually have a bit of respite, whereas West Coast for the first and fourth quarter, they had no opportunity to put pressure on because first quarter had two inside 50s and the last they had four. So you the footy, full yeah. stop. So you're just, you're just putting pressure on. So the good teams put pressure on, pressure, pressure, and then they maintain the ball. And so they get a rest. The upside for West Coast is that Hawthorne isn't a good team yet. I mean, they're, they're, no. they're going to go through some dips, you'd think, even in this match here. Uh, great news, Jamie Cripps should return from H&S Protocols. Yep. But uh, with Kurnow and Mackay kicking 10 goals between them against the Eagles last weekend, and this Lewis. young bloke, Mitch Lewis, is looming. He's a good player. He's someone who could do a bit of damage himself this weekend. Tom Barris gets the job. Tom Barris gets the best um, best uh, key forward, yep, and he is the best key forward. Um, I thought Harry Edwards actually... Um, did Battled. quite yeah, he did quite well on Kurnow. Like, you, you can, there's only so much you can Wait, do. With when that. you're getting seventy no. inside fifties, I mean, the poor bloke. Every time he turns around, it's coming back in his direction. You could see that he was up for the fight. Yeah. He just you know had some times that he couldn't do it. So I think Brass goes to Mitch Lewis. Um, who wins? Yeah, Hawthorne. I just, um, I just think Hawthorne's probably got a bit more. At home, there's a bit of a tribute for Paul Deere, of course, a Normsmith medalist. Yep. A really good player for Hawthorne, lost his life recently. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Hawks probably over there, conversely, if it was over here, you'd think West Coast might get them, but no, uh, Hawthorne for me. Uh, it'll be a tribute to Willie Rioli Sr. Yeah, course, as well, yep. given he was drafted by Hawthorne, never played That's a true. game. 1990. Yep, and, uh, and his son plays for West Coast. So it'll be there'll be some black armbands out there. Um, I think... I think West Coast doesn't win. This isn't the game to challenge you. Hawthorne gets the win. There you go. That's the West Australian wrap. Uh, let's get into the rest of it. You are on the Shelter Footycast with Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Rest of the round tonight, Western Bulldogs, uh, tomorrow night, Western Bulldogs v St Kilda, Friday night. I was loving my Thursday night footy. Why is it gone? Why have we taken it away? Uh, good question. I think, yeah, it's more and more each season we're seeing uh, expansion of that. So yes. I wonder it's whether we're heading towards the finals. Not sure. The six-day breaks. But either way, and maybe it's just because we're in the depths of winter. I don't know. <laughs> it's bloody cold. But uh, Bulldogs v St Kilda, Marvel Stadium. This is a... This is a big game. This is a really big game because the Western Bulldogs, they're sitting uh, outside, just outside the eight. St Kilda just inside the eight. This is one of those real turnaround games. Whoever yeah. wins this one, the other one probably falls away a little bit. Yeah. Neither side can win the flag, by the way. Let's just put that on the table. We both agree with that. Uh, well, I, I, I just don't – I don't like these right – I just, just, speak, just speak your mind. Don't try and skirt the issue, Will. This is your job now, to, to be honest, opinionated and forthright. I'm about to review, uh, preview this game and say the Bulldogs are back, Skate. So oh. I'm here to tell you the oh, Bulldogs are back. Josh Bruce returns. Kick 4-5 in the reserves last week to the VFL. Finally, they have a two-pronged attack. If, if Norton plays, he's sore. He's got a bad knee. <laughs> and, and Dunkley apparently is sore too. So if they can get the ball in there. The Western Bulldogs could return for the back back quarter of this season and challenge fourth, not only finals, but they could really challenge. The other guy they've got back in all seriousness, he's missed four weeks of footy, two because of a headbutt, two because he decided to snort some powder, is Bailey Smith. <laughs> yes, that's correct, and that's well put by you. Bailey Smith returns. So I just think adding a few more pieces, they've been under the pump. 
It seems like a club that they really go internal when they, they get put under pressure. I can see uh, Beveridge getting them up and going and then beating St Kilda this week and being a bit of a shootout. Um, hopefully Bruce plays, hopefully Norton plays and the Western Bulldogs get it done. Yeah, I think St Kilda's at it not in great form, to be honest with you. I know they Played led... all right against St Kilda, but... Uh, sorry, at Fremantle? Yeah, they, they led by, what, uh, a goal and a half at, at half time. But they were blown away in the second half. Yep. They should have been beaten by Carlton, who were totally inaccurate. So, look, I'm not saying they're a horrible side in Kilda, but I'm not sure. They're no contenders. They're, they're uh, great to see uh, Ratton get re-signed. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just don't think... I'm with you. I think Bulldogs win this. I think the midfield are good enough. And I'm, yeah, looking forward to the dynamics of... Oh, you said the Bulldogs win? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, okay. No, I don't think they can win the flag. Their, their form's not that, that good, and I don't think they've got... The consistency to challenge, but I think the Bulldogs will be, their midfield depth will be too good, particularly with Bailey Smith returning. Okay, there you go. I'm going to keep moving. Adelaide v Collingwood. Adelaide Oval, Saturday, I believe. Seven in a row for Collingwood. Yes. That's getting up, and we've talked about in this competition, to win that number of matches in a row, we saw it, they, they should have been beaten last week by North Melbourne. Yes. They were right for the picking. Was that their down week? Do you think that was, you know, you, you can't just keep winning, and, and look, we all tried Melbourne to... saw that. Correct. And so they've, they've, they've now won seven in a row, uh, going for eight in a row against a side they should beat every day of the week, the same as North Melbourne. Yeah, I think Adelaide will challenge them here. I honestly do. Um, mm. Being at the Adelaide Oval, I think they can be competitive. Uh, whether Darcy Moore returns after that knee, yeah. the, the good news is he's, he's in the conversation, whereas we thought two or three weeks ago could be gone for the year. Uh, Finn McRae also could come in to replace Taylor Adams. Uh, Adelaide's been... They're a bit like bit like North at the moment. Just there's nothing. I know we're, we're if you're in South Australia, it's like the West Coast Eagles are focused right on them. But yes, there, is there rebuild on track? Bit irrelevant at the moment mm. for for mine. Um, Taylor uh, Walker resigned during the week. Um, look, they're they're a young side, and I don't think we probably were expecting too much out of them this year. Like you know, coming into the season, you would have thought West, West Coast would have outperformed them, for instance, but they haven't. I think they've been good in stages. They had a patch through the start of the year where they were starting really well but not taking the most of kicking goals. And as a playing group, when that happens, it can actually play mentally on the group and then we're not good enough and we can't challenge and then you start having bad weeks and you're like, oh, that's right, we're actually not good enough. But if you win those games or you kick six goals instead of two goals four and you're right in them, it, it brings confidence within the group. So I actually, I don't think Adelaide have had the worst year. Is their rebuild on track? Uh, the whole their their list worries me a little bit. Mm. I don't know if they have an amazing list. No, I mean Rory Laird. Almost if you look at the stats on the Sunday or whatever day it is after the match, you know he's got forty or Correct. close to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, have they got? You try and pick their. It's their, not like an exciting list. Like I can't wait to see these guys develop. So, so I mean Rankin's a good player. Yeah, but is it like I'm still trying to think of their best players at Rankin. Adelaide. Why did I say rank? I've got no idea. Um, you're going to the Gold Coast yeah, for yeah. a second. They're in your mind. Who, no, there. who's the young? Who's the young uh, Adelaide well, small still, forward? Oh, that was drafted. Well, they've got Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle. That's uh, what I'm thinking. About. I think's missing this week. Both start with R. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> but is is Rory Sloan still in the top three best players when he's out there? Oh no, I, I don't think so. No. So who's who's who? uh, Laird Keys Keys? Well, is a good we said Laird gets so much of the footy. Keys actually Keys has yep. had a pretty good couple. Daw- of seasons. And Dawson's had a good season for them yep. this year on the wing. Yep. So, but they're just a bit. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to trying to find their their top eight or their A graders, and they haven't got a lot. Col- Collingwood wins this. They do, but I still think they'll be challenged. And you'll you'll text me on Saturday to say they will not be challenged. No, absolutely not. 
Won't oh, what, what am I going to text you with? Well, yeah, you were, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> they'll get within five goals. I'm no question. Oh, do you want to? They'll get, they'll get within 10 goals. <laughs> no, you said no problems at all. So, what, what is the margin you think they'll be winning? Is by? five goals challenging, is it? Well, you reckon they're no good. Roll, roll in and get within five goals. Good what, job, boys. What do you think the margin will be? Just give us a, a guesstimate. <laughs> As we blow out the time on seven goals, seven goals. <laughs> yep. Okay, I reckon it'll be within four. Okay, there you go. You've had it here first. If you, if you win more by more than four, what happens? You can scull a shelter on next I, week's I, show. No, I have a drink in August with you. Yes, very good. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, we both pick uh, Collingwood. GWS v Brisbane uh, Saturday. Monica in Canberra. So I'm not sure how if the Bri- how cold. I don't know if the Brizzy boys would be too happy uh, after long a, sleeves. A, yeah, long sleeves and a big week of COVID interruptions. So you don't want to be heading down there, sort of feeling a little bit off. Um, they had a shock loss last week against the Bombers. Um, GWS, on the other hand, looked absolutely dreadful against Port Adelaide. Goals. Yeah, dreadful. They looked Phil Davis' career probably over. So he did a big hammy, didn't he? Could be over. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's disappointing because he's, he's been a really good player. He's had some great battles with Lance Franklin. That springs to mind. Like, you've played a lot on him. I remember the grand final, just quickly going back to 19, when there was a fitness test for him I mean, an hour before taking on the Tigers. And That's right. They got absolutely creamed in that game. But he, he's a good citizen. He's, a, he's a, been a good leader, really good footballer in his, his time. I just think that his body, that's, if, it's, if it's a 10, and he's obviously gone for the year, but I just wonder whether he'll go on next season. Does it make it an interesting game, though? Because Brisbane, they get some players back from the COVID interruptions that they have. So Archie, Coleman, McStay, uh, Andrews, um, maybe. He's, only, he's out a couple of hours before they fly to Canberra. So, Is that right? Yeah, so does he fly with the team after not training. Um, so this is Dan McStay, who yep. is going to be out of isolation just before they play and is out of Brisbane at the end of this year to go to Collingwood, they say. so. Really? Yeah, yeah, correct. So. so they get a few players back, but I think we've seen with some sides, when you lose a big clump of players um, at, at one time and you've got to bring a whole bunch of guys in, we've seen it with West Coast. Absolutely. So a little bit with North Melbourne at stages. When you get that big, it, it's not just the week that it happens. It actually affects, it's a flow-on effect. Um, not only from a from a selection point of view, from, from a fitness point of view of you know being up and about. I don't know if they just roll GWS here. No, and you're right. Look, I think what we've seen, I've asked a few people about this because it's a bit like when you miss a week because of COVID, everyone thinks, oh, great, they've got Schofield back, they've got Shuey back, they've got... But the effect that COVID has on some people yeah. is it's not just a one week. I felt week worse the week after. Well, there you go. So there's yeah. three or four weeks, four or five weeks that you're probably not going to be 100%. So on that basis, Brisbane vulnerable here. And I can tell you, now this is the time of the year where uh, Dockers supporters, Geelong supporters, Melbourne supporters all start just bringing out their orange scarf and barracking for the Giants. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that tight at the top of the table that a, another loss to Brisbane could be fatal to their top two chances. The big O is out with H&S protocols as well, so there's still guys got, got guys going down. So he's he's been a really good player for Brisbane this year. Oscar McInerney I'm yes. talking about here. Um, the... You know the the way he's you know worked with his midfielders in the ruck that that affects things as well. Is all of these things enough to say that GWS challenges or beats Brisbane in Canberra? Yeah, they definitely challenge just because of the personnel unavailable. Remember, Rich and Zorko injured, so there's a lot of issues for uh, Chris Fagan to deal with here. I'm sticking with, I think Brisbane can win the, well, they've got more to play for. It's just the, the, the motivation levels. A bit like last week with Carlton and West Coast, they, they have to be winning this game by hook or by crook, find a way to do it. After the loss to Brisbane, to Essendon, I, I, I just feel they'll, they'll get across the line somehow. 
upset alert. GWS beat the Lions in Canberra, Skate. I reckon McVeigh will be angry. They'll be angry as a club with how they played at Port Adelaide. I think they'll bounce back. I think they're a chance to win, and I'm going to pick them, GWS, to win. You're on. And look, I, I'm not... No, it's, not, it's, really it's, not, a, it's not a 10-to-1 chance. No, they're, they're a realistic chance given what we just talked about. North Melbourne v Richmond, Saturday at Marvel. North coming off the loss of David Noble. Lee Adams uh, has a lot to prove. We spoke about that off the top. Do you think the impact of a new coach can change anything at North Melbourne? I think from 2012, it's sort of seven and five for new coaches coming in, as in seven wins, five losses. So right. it used to be... Uh, going back, you think, oh, 10 and 0. Exactly, yeah. Very much in favour of the, the caretaker coach coming in. Won't be happening this week. Um, Jason Horn Francis could come back for North. Um, I'm not sure what he didn't play last week if he's your number one draft. I, that to me is staggering. Is there uh, more to that story? It has to be. I mean, what, yeah, given their list, mind you, Sonia Hood, the president, the chairman, chairperson, said it's a great list. That is one of the more bizarre comments I've heard. A great list, no. but we're still going for a priority pick. It's not a great list. Well, she has said that. Look, just be say, just be honest. Just it's not. Say, a, it's not a great. No, it's not a great says, look, we've got young players. It's an improving list. It's an evolving list. But it's don't say it's a great list. That's horseshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I didn't mean to drop that. No, uh, it's good. Uh, Richmond, look, they talk about losing almost the unlosable game last week. So they they were four goals up. You know, they they win that game. Look, the good news is Vlosten, Cochin, Bolter, Gibkus. Yes. All set to... All, all very good players. Yeah, absolutely. Give because new to the scene, but no, that's... That is some good inclusion, so... They won't, they won't have a Ruckman, so Lynch, Soldo, <coughs> and Nan Curvis all out. Yeah. I think Bolter has played there in the past. Um, I think he might get a little run in there, maybe. Okay. I don't know. They'll... Remember Sean Grigg used to improvise? Yeah, correct. I, I don't think they'll worry too much. No, I mean, Goldstein... Yeah. No, North R- just R- had... Richmond wins. But it, it, the, the fascination is to see whether North... And it's an indictment if they come out and play good. Well, it, it, you know, like GWS did with McVeigh, do they change a whole bunch of things? You know, does does uh, positionally as well? Does Zebel go like into the guts and just you know he's been playing as a forward for a long, or as a backman for a long time? Yeah, put him in the. I don't know. I don't know what you can change because I don't rate their list. Yeah, Richmond, absolutely. Carlton v Geelong Saturday MCG game of the round for mine. Can Carlton win and enter the top four? Can they knock off the best side in the competition right now? Because Melbourne, although I've been banging on about them. Geelong beat them, and Geelong are now the informed side in the comp. Can Carlton get it done at the MCG? Uh, huge game, and uh, the fascination surrounds the key forwards and the big forwards of both teams, Cameron Hawkins, the Kurnow Mackay. We saw uh, the latter two at Optus last week, 10 goals between them. We know Hawk and, and Cameron are, are legitimately the best two in, in combination in the comp. Well, I think these two are challenging them. I think Kurnow and Mackay challenge them. I saw enough last week to... To think it, the, the, these are the top two pairings, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. And and so um, I sort of thought about how how would you play on on those four players? A little bit of insight. So I've played on all four. Okay. Um, Tom Hawkins, incredibly strong with his body, incredibly smart. He 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 holds his leads till after the the, the kick has kicked it. So you can't stand and, and wrestle him. He's too strong. And you need to be really um, anticipating the hit up. He Did loves playing from behind or in front. Um, <coughs> shoulder. Um. Always behind from Tom Hawkins. You never play Hawkins in front. He's too strong and too smart that if you get in front of him, he either holds you under or he's very good at just throwing you around and getting in front of it. You would you remember those ones where he, mm. he wraps his arm around and throws you. So you can never, whatever you do, don't get in front of Tom Hawkins. Jeremy Cameron, on the other hand, we've seen him live. He gets high up the ground. He wants a defender 
to come up with him most of the way, but then to let him go and then to let him do his own thing and then he gets you on the way back with big diagonal runs. The way you beat Jeremy Cameron is to put body on him. No no, no player in the AFL likes getting a physical defender on them. Stop his run at the Got to be really physical. You may not stop him. He's going to fight or for at least interrupt his run at the Correct. Foot. You've got you've to be physical. You're not going to stop his runs, but if you fight him for three seconds... That's three seconds he hasn't been able to be sprinting <laughs> across the wing, right? And we've seen what – you can't let him just do that on his own terms. Um, Mackay and Kerno are similar players. They're both contested markers. You know, Jeremy Cameron's not a contested marker per se. Tom Hawkins is a little bit, but doesn't take big pack marks. These two do. Mm. And so you can't let them have run and jumps in aerial contests. But the trouble with that is that's easier said than done because um, Kerno and Mackay – are both quick, they're both strong, and they're both agile. So it's not like you can just stand and wrestle these guys because you get yourself in a bit of trouble there. You've got to have, it's almost like light body contact. So you're going to be close enough as you're running to an aerial contest. It's it's late enough to be close enough to the contest, not give a free kick away, but it's early enough to stop them having a free run at things. They play their best footy when they can run, lead up, do their own thing, and... That's how you beat those two, but all four of them. That that they're they're the best laid plans, but you can't you can't do them because that's why they're so good. They kick goals every week. I think it's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be great watching the defenders try and get it done. It's it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, unfortunately, Tom Stewart's still not available for Geelong because of suspension. Jacob Weedering yep. came back last week, so he'll get a role potentially. Mitch McGovern, I've heard that he's doing. Some some tests at the moment, so he would play back. Yes, he would be a match up for Cameron potentially. Yeah, he's his body's a bit vulnerable. Though, yeah, isn't correct. It? So uh, you wouldn't want to be coming back for your first game in AFL level and playing on those. And two. He does some he does some up and down work. Uh, should be a beauty. Look, unfortunately, I'm not going to get to see this game. And nor well, yeah, uh, well, if you, we, I'm working at the Fremantle Sydney game, but it's on the same time. But this is this is potentially dare I say it? Oh no, the best. Matchup between Carlton and Geelong since the 95 grand final. Most anticipated. Because Carlton have been no yeah. good for a long time. Geelong have been good for a long time. But I think there's a real yeah. buzz. And, if, you know, I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like in Melbourne this weekend. But Saturday night, MCG, whether Geelong folk hit up the... the oh, they do. They, they get yeah. up there. Up the Princess we're, yeah. we're talking 60, 60 plus easy. Yeah, like. easy. So, in the biggest matchup in over uh, 25 years, who wins, Carlton or Geelong? I still trust... Geelong, I think. My only concern is they would have built themselves up so much for that Melbourne game last week that just, again, they've, they've, they've been on a high for, for a fair time now as well, Geelong. They've been playing yep. really good footy. So they're down for a bit of a dip. But I just think this is a game they, they know that Carlton's a challenger. So I, I think yeah, I think the Cats, I'm tipping the Cats. You're going to go with Carlton. Which I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm going to have to only because I think you made some good points. It's a good point about um, Geelong getting themselves up to beat Melbourne. But then it's also a good point that Geelong will know Carlton the challenges, and they're an experienced side. So they would have been looking at this fortnight, you know, the Dangerfield situation yes. where they this this block is okay. Let's beat Melbourne and Carlton, and then if if we lose a couple of games in the back end, well, we've done the work yes. against sides that are challenging. So I'll pick Carlton only just to go against you and have a bit of fun on Monday when I'm right or wrong. Probably wrong. Melbourne v Port Adelaide. Traeger Park. You've ever played there? Alice Springs, I have, yeah. Yeah, it's... um, Yeah, I've played in Darwin and Alice Springs. 
it's completely different to playing anywhere in, in Australia. It doesn't feel like you're playing an AFL match? No, it, it does. Um, the passion's amazing, though. The crowd, it, but it's a different crowd noise because there's no stands. There's, there's a stand on one side, but the other side is just an absolute free-for-all out there. And it's, it's great because you, you can hear the fans. Every goal that's kicked, if any Indigenous guys get near the footy, it's just mayhem, and when, and which is so cool. But... When the footy gets in your head, it's not like the Gold Coast. It's not like playing in Brisbane. It's not like playing on a wet day. It's it's humid. It's it's wet, but it's not wet. Like it's just the air. And so you Alice Springs, even really, yeah, Alice Springs, Darwin, all of it, all of it. Um, Northern Territory for mine is just slippery. And so this is a day game, of course. Uh, One twenty, so. yeah, slippery. Okay, it's just I'll keep an eye out for that. So you're challenging where you're challenging no, no, me. I, I, no, I do understand. Night games up in up nah, at, uh, it, Marara nah. uh, can be really tough. I, I just didn't realise that Traeger Park, for instance, a day game if the sun's shining. And you this watch is the best if, if if the, if if it's slippery. You watch. You watch. <laughs> okay, just, but it's a, it is a day game. It sounds like you're challenging whether it's, it's going to be slippery. I'm going to be watching this game just to see if anyone slips over. If, if, anyway. if, if it's dry as you know what, I'll be very, very, very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win this one? Melbourne, Port Adelaide. Surely. Uh, no, it's not a, I don't think it's a surely game. Port Adelaide are in pretty good nick. Pick them then. No, I think Melbourne's uh, still the best team in it. I still do, I think, if you ask me who's winning the flag now, I still think Melbourne. I uh, still think they're yeah, the okay. best side in it. If the grand final was this week... Not, not yeah, the best correct. side in it. Yeah, but, but the grand yeah. final's not this week. And MCG, whether it's Geelong, whether it's the Dockers... It's not, a, it's not at Traeger Park, is it? No, it's not <laughs> Traeger Park, <laughs> which I think Port Adelaide will be competitive. Look, I, I, I'm going with Melbourne. I think they've been... Clayton Oliver's out. Yeah, that's true. Only one week with a broken thumb on top. Yeah, you can put a plate over it. Oh, I've had that done before. Nice little scar there. So you just put a plate over the top of the fracture. Um, basically, you just need the wound to heal. Um, so, so going back to 1990, Darren Mullane, di- diverting here, he, Collingwood great, late Collingwood great, played with the whole final series with a broken thumb. But I don't think at that time in surgical uh, history there was a... An avenue like you, you're talking about there. Yeah, I think like it, it depends where the crack is. If it's just like a you know a fracture that runs down the bone rather than across it, yep. you can you can protect it, and it's just to protect further break. Could you like was it hampering you? No, you can do it. It's it's more like a impact thing. And that hurts. That yeah, really gives I would you say if he's coming back after a week, it's less of a structural thing and more of an impact thing. Mm. And you give it the jab it up once yeah, you back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Anyway, so yeah, Oliver's out, and that's going to be interesting given. What he's done this this season has been extraordinary. So yep. Luke Dunstan, who came across from the Saints, which is a yeah strange move still for mine. But I mean, he he's walked into a side. He walked away from a side at St Kilda where I know he wasn't getting played, but he walked into a side where he's not going to get played. Yeah, but the, mate, finals as you know, yeah. finals can be funny, and he, he's he's in a t- team that can win it. Okay, and if something happens to a player during the finals, if he's first man off uh, first cap off the rank, then there's a chance. Look, I, I'm with Melbourne here. Yep, Melbourne win. Essendon Gold Coast, last game of the round, Sunday, Marvel Stadium. This is a good game, this one. Yeah. Essendon have defeated the... Uh, I've got to ask you about this, Mark Renning. So, we saw them play here at Optus Stadium, right? This is Essendon. And you were scathing. Of their defence. Skeet was scathing. You, you, I, I, I remember... And I you, tipped them as well. That's you, why I was really pleased with this. You'd <laughs> never seen a worse team play AFL. No, That's defensively, it. I said. Es- correct, correct. You'd never seen a worse defence in the AFL. Essendon in the last four rounds, so the week before West Coast, they defeated St Kilda, and yep. then they've defeated Brisbane and Sydney. Yeah, no, as soon as I said that, it was always <laughs> going to come back and land a massive 
not just a, a poached egg, but a fried egg on my face. <laughs> so, are they the real deal or not? Who? Essendon. No, of course they're not. <laughs> they're not. A, they've, they've improved. They got Brisbane last week with half their team out. Uh, they got beaten by West Coast here. Uh, St Kilda, I've said they're flaky. You know they're flaky. Yes. Uh, and Sydney, that was a legitimately good victory at the SCG. So, uh, the, MCG. so the Gold Coast get this done against Essendon pretty I'm, easily. I'm tipping the Bombers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I am tipping the Bombers. What? I'm what? tipping the... I think Essendon will beat Gold Coast at Marvel Stadium. No, nah, absolutely not. We've seen enough from Gold Coast this year. I think they're... I think not the real deal, but they're the real deal in that they're a better side than we've seen from Gold Coast in... Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I forever. I agree. Rankin returns. He does play for Gold Coast, yes. not whoever else I was saying he was playing for. <laughs> Gold Coast win this. Yeah, I'm going different to you. Gold Coast win this. They beat Essendon, who I still think you're right. I think they don't have a good defence. I think I don't know how they've beaten these teams the last four weeks. I really don't, to be yeah. honest. So we're a bit different on that, but that, that is a genuine 50-50 game in my mind at Marvel. Could we keep moving? Game of the round. I mean, Carlton-Geelong's going to be epic. Frio-Sydney's a good game. It's a good matchup, but I think Carlton-Geelong is the game of the round. You're going to miss it, though, unfortunately, because they're on the same time. Blues-Cats, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it, but that's... Uh, that's going to be huge. Hopefully, it's a, a bit of a an audition for what we're going to see in September. Shoulder footy cast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Got a little bit more coming next. Pardon the interruption, Mark Reddings. We're going to take a side here. You can take the positive. I'll take the negative or vice versa, and we'll get through these nice and quickly. North Melbourne should get priority picks. I'll take positive. I think yeah. they just have to. I mean, if, we're talk, if they're available, if we're talking about clubs that uh, in a position, if, if priority picks are part of the AFL landscape, this club qualifies under that uh, system of uh, long-term inability to compete. Um, the list is is narrow with what they've got. I, I don't think there's a, an argument. They've already gone to the, the AFL on this basis, so I think it is a legitimate claim. Well, the argument against it is, now, can you say they don't deserve them? Probably not. But the argument against it is, they're, have they have they already had priority picks? If they haven't, they've certainly had a lot of selections in the top end of the draft. Uh, they, they need intervention from the AFL, not priority picks. They give them a priority pick and they'll butcher them again. So, so what does intervention mean? Get in there and start running the club. It's been it's happened before. It's happened in other clubs where the AFL go right, CO out, <coughs> board out. We're, we're sorting this out. You can't run. You can't. You can't sort this out because this is this is starting to bring down the AFL product. So you need the AFL in, to intervene, take over all aspects of the football club, and get them going again. Get them going to where they need to be. Giving them priority picks isn't going to fix anything. Well, that's I, that's patching over the cracks. No, but you can give them priority <coughs> picks and still do what you're talking about. I mean, oh yeah, correct. So so there's there's we can I think we can bend both ways on that. Yeah. Okay. Very good. The top four won't finish as it is right now. Currently, the top four sits at Geelong, Melbourne, Fremantle, Brisbane. Will that be the top four at the end of this year? Are you talking the order or just the, 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 the four teams? Uh, no, just the four teams. I'm saying it stays as is. I couldn't disagree more. I think, I think Collingwood or Carlton will be in the top four. And it will come down to Collingwood Carlton at the MCG in the last round of the year. Okay, so let's so is Geelong finishing top four? Uh, yes. Is Melbourne finishing top four? Yes. Is Fremantle finishing top four? Yes. So you're saying Brisbane falls out? That's correct. Okay. Oh, tell me why that's not happening. They're they're they're, they're going to as we just discussed their COVID um, impact is not going to be last week. Uh, they've got injuries to major players in Richard Zorko. Um, they're, they're still losing players to COVID. I think that's going to be a month-long thing for them. They're going to take a while to get over that. And look, they might get through, but I think they're going to lose some games of footy 
and Collingwood and Carlton are going to keep winning. So I think Carlton, as I said, beat Geelong this week. Brisbane, did I pick Brisbane? No, I can't remember. Pick the Giants, which yeah. is good, given your so argument. So lose, correct. Brisbane, see you later. Yeah, that's that's an easy argument. Well, tell me why that's not happening. Why is Brisbane... No, I think, I think Brisbane will be able to get through this period and still make the four. It's not a crazy argument, is it? You, you think that they'll drop out, I think they'll stay. Okay, very good. Three out of four, we agree on, but the fourth one, Brisbane, you think, are, are gone for the year. Very good, you're wrong. West Coast will uh, win two or more of their last six games. Gee, I'm trying to think. Adelaide, they get here. Yeah, I'm just pulling this Winnable up. game. They get the Saints here as well. In a week or so. So they've got Hawthorne, Saints, Gold Coast, Adelaide, Fremantle, Geelong. Hawthorne, Saints, Gold Coast, Adelaide, Fremantle, Geelong. They'll win two of those six games. No. I knew you'd say that. I think they'll win one. Okay. Do you think they'll win more? Yeah, absolutely. I think they'll win two or more. I think they could potentially win three. I think they'll they'll um, potentially beat West uh, Hawthorne, even though I picked um, Hawthorne. Uh, They're not winning this Sunday. Well, they potentially could. Um, they could potentially beat St Kilda. Here, yeah, also, you know my thoughts on St Kilda. Gold Coast at Metricon, no. No chance. Um, they'll beat Adelaide at home. Yes, that's the one I'm... And that's JK's farewell in my mind. Yeah. Possibly. So, so if he plays the Derby, are they a chance to just rattle Fremantle's cages? Like, imagine imagine the mindset of the West Coast Eagles. Fremantle coming into their first final berth in oh, seven years and West Coast play them two rounds out from probably stopping them from a top two spot. You think West Coast is going to put their toes up and... You think Fremantle are going to put their toes up, a home game for them? Look, if you ask, any, on, Fre- if you ask any Fremantle fans, I reckon there'll be some worried people right now about oh, that game. Oh, yeah, of course. The, the Fremantle fans... Got one right here. Uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie's uh, sitting behind the mic, shivering in his boots over there. Fremantle are pessimistic fans, and that's only because they're used to not living up yeah. to the expectations. Well, so, but that's know, only based on fact. Well, what they haven't achieved, but that's yeah. you know, that's fact. fine. So I'm just trying to work out where the where two or more games. They could come anywhere. All I'm saying they could <laughs> win. Any, they could win any game. They're not winning Geelong in Geelong. We know no, that. they're not. We're not. They're not winning. You think they could win the Derby and St Kilda and uh, and Adelaide and Hawthorne? There's four. You got four. <laughs> you got them just missing the eight now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So you say they'll they'll win under under two. Is that correct? They're on record? Oh, yeah. I think they could win two, but I'm going under two just for the sake of this. No, don't do that. No, they'll win one. Okay, there you go. Very good. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings here. Um, We we need your country footy stories over the weekend. Keep your eyes on those. If you've got any of those, send them into footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Follow us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast. Find us on YouTube, Backchat or Shelter Footy Cast. Links in bio. You know all the jazz. You're going to have a good weekend. I'm off to Melbourne. Yeah, have a... So you're going to have a week off. I'll have someone a else breather, just sitting chill. into the Mark Reddings. Yeah, no, I'll enjoy just uh, you know, watching the footy. But no, enjoy your stay in Melbourne. Of course, uh, you're going to have a, uh, a surprise guest uh, co-host uh, for yeah. next week. So yeah, it is. Looking forward to that. Like you know pretty well. So yes. uh, we'll reconvene. And uh, as I said, next Thursday, make sure you support the, the great function down there at uh, Shelter. Belters at Shelter. Yep. Get onto their website to find tickets. $65 a pop. 21st of July, Thursday. See you there. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.